Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show with Tony D'Urso. Tony will have a conversation today with one of the world's great influencers as they showcase the newest, hottest, and best trends from all walks of life. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome. Thanks for joining in with us. Today, we're going to give you some pointers on finding out who you are inside and bringing that person to the forefront. Yeah, I know it sounds like bringing out your superpowers, but this approaches it from a different point of view. We're going to give you advice and tips on those items that make a great entrepreneur and business person. Now I'm talking about items like creating healthy relationships, turning failure into growth, daily habits to focus on, and more. You know, we aim to help your productivity and help you live with greater confidence. We're going to teach you how to claim your inner warrior with Kate McKay. Get ready to look at yourself like you never looked at before. And later in this episode, we have an insider's brief about protecting consumer data in the cloud amidst growing cyber attacks. Stay tuned for that. And please listen for news from our sponsor, Shopify, with a special offer for you. It's the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. This show is available because of them, so please take note and hear what they have to say. That's Shopify with a special offer for you later in this episode. And while we're at it, this is all about helping you and your friends take your vision and turn that into reality. We want to help you get very successful at growing your business to a high level. In fact, we're going to help turn you into an elite entrepreneur. Meet Kate McKay. She's an international best-selling author transformational speaker, athlete, podcaster, and multi-million dollar business owner whose passion is to help others achieve a life of greater confidence, courage, and clarity of purpose. Her newest book is Claim Your Inner Warrior. Let's get into it and learn. Hi, Kate. Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Tony, I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm looking forward to playing with you in this time together and adding true and meaningful value to your listeners and viewers. Kate, the pleasure is all mine. And I want to find and bring out my inner warrior also. So let's try this. Let's start from the beginning. What's your backstory? How did it all start for you? Oh, my heavens. Where does it all begin? Well, because I'm older, I guess there is many stories or many stories. But I would say really oftentimes where I start with this question is to lead by saying I'm one of nine children. And I think that says a lot. I always have used that experience as a way to explain my zaniness my uh, ability to advocate and my also uh, ability to be flexible and fluid, especially under high situational stress, Um, just because that's by nature of a big family. I'm also an ADHD human being, um, and I view this as a a gift. Uh, It took me a while to, to figure that out. After many failures and successes, it's been quite a ride. So I really appreciate that question. And I would say mostly the biggest transfer for me happened when I was 15 years old and I was sent off to a a private high school and um, it was all girls and it was very much a successful environment. And I thought I was all that in a bag of chips. And I come in here and I'm, I'm seeing people performing at the Boston Ballet and Symphony Hall. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I was humbled beyond humbled. And I think it was that experience of of feeling like I needed to raise my game, even at age 15, shifted some big things for me. And I was fortunate enough to find theater, Tony. Theater was actually my saving grace. It was the only thing in my life I've ever gotten A's in. And to think that all I needed to do was to be present and listen and respond authentically. Well, isn't that the ticket to living a a great and meaningful life for sure? That is quite something. Now, today you run a business on helping people find their inner warrior, their inner strength and so forth. How did that vision evolve? Great question. So in um, 2008, I built as a stay-at-home mom um, a gold company. I bought and sold precious metals on the open market. So oftentimes I will say I was flipping grilled cheese with one hand and buying and selling gold on the other. It turned out to be um, a $17 million company. And this is a person that had no business experience. That would be me. And what I had, though, Tony, was the gift of being able to build relationship and for people to trust me. 
And that was, as I just mentioned earlier, continuation of like my theatrical, um, you know, that was just something that I had high acumen in. And that um, experience of building a company and managing people and stepping into leadership was very transformational. I remember a coach asking me, uh, Kate, what is leadership? What's the difference between leadership and being a leader and being an advocate? And I was like, oh, no, I was I was convinced that I was a leader. And she said, well, Katie, actually, you were you were you were taught how to be an advocate, to be a leader is something very different. And that was a very humbling experience for me because I realized that being a leader meant that I needed to step up, be clear and be strong enough and live a life of integrity enough for have other people role model that for other people, I should say. So that was a big piece and a big discovery for me that in order for me to role model and to stand in the power of the gifts that I was given, I was going to have to to choose another route. And that, you know, it takes a lot of courage to step into that power, especially as a woman. So that was a a big step for me. And, uh, and I would say, Tony, one of the key operatives for me, and I think that there, this is why I coach, I'm a high performance coach certified, and I coach a lot of men. And that's the reason why I wrote Claim Your Inner Warrior. It's especially for men, a personal development book for men. And I'm a gym rat. I've been in a gym. I have five brothers, um, started working out when there was no women in the gym. And now I see women on the squat rack and I'm like, you have no idea (laughs) what I, that was just strange when I first started. So it was that always being in a situation where I didn't fit in. It's like an all men's gym. I was a woman. So I have been perpetually in my life in a position where I had to figure things out. And it wasn't always easy. And I had many, many failures. But I learned from Les Brown, one of my favorite motivational speakers, that when life knocks you down, when you get hit by that cosmic two two by four, make sure you fall on your back. Because why? Because if you can look up, you can get up. And ultimately, that's been my, my mantra of life, that I'm always looking up, looking for the light, because I know that other people depend on me. I have a, I view my gift here in this world as an obligation, not as a convenience. It is an obligation and a personal responsibility to help others. It's not, I don't take my gifts lightly. And I'm thinking with this that, you know, here you are, you, as you just said, you're helping others release their inner strength, their inner warrior. But I want to ask Kate, why? Why do you do what you do? Because I believe that people have greatness within them. And I also believe, uh, and this is stuff that moves me, is that everyone has a longing to be more and to be seen. And man, we're experiencing that, particularly now as we move through COVID and particularly with men. There's a lot of men that suffered through COVID that were in isolation. Um, In 2017, I lost my son to suicide. So there's a whole nother why in that, Tony, a whole nother why in that. And I look at that situation to say, I birthed an angel of a child. He was something else. Okay. He was something else. He was beautiful. He was, he was gritty. He was determined. He was kind. He was loving. He was all of those things. And yet he made a decision. So I had to make a decision at um, knowing that at 22 years old, my son chose to ascend and his own accord as his friends described it. So I had to make a decision on what the meaning was going to be for me in this life after birthing and um, most painfully and at the same time, most beautifully releasing my child um, so that I could become who I came here to be. Not an easy task. I'm going to tell you right now. But uh, listen, my 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 uh, I don't know what you would call it. I guess my call to action in life is to live powerfully with courage and enthusiasm. That's been my mantra for many, many years. And I laughed to myself when that happened. I said, oh, God, really? I got to do grief with courage and enthusiasm? Hmm. Watch me. And uh, I did. And I still do. And I I think that I'm such a positive person, such an upbeat person, that everyone was watching me. Like, how's Kate going to deal with this? And I looked around and I looked within myself and I stepped into the light. Because this is the deal. We can transform through grief. Men and women, we can transform. Is there such a thing as post-traumatic stress? Absolutely. Is there something called post-traumatic transformation? You better believe it. It is possible. We become changed people, but we can be transformed and transmuted into the light through our greatest losses. I, I represent that truth, and I'm here to bring that light to other people because people don't believe in themselves, Tony. And I'm here to be the one that says, 
I believe in you. I believe in you. I'm sorry to hear about the loss of your son. This past year, we've had more deaths in the family and friends than that's unimaginable. It was quite a year. So I totally understand what you're saying from from a different point of view. And, mm. and I important work, Tony. It's important work. You know, like you and I in this change agent role as podcasters and and leaders of community that I know that you're stepping up your game as well to be a, a bigger change agent. So I'm here holding the light for you as you're holding the light for me, allowing me to be on your show, to be light bearers for other people. So let's go, Tony. High five. <laughs> we you're have wonderful, to do. Kate. Thank you, Kate. <laughs> I do appreciate that. And we're talking about Claim Your Inner Warrior with Kate McKay, and you can find her at katemckay.com. But let me spell that. It's Kate-McKay. So that's K-A-T-E-M-C-K-A-Y.com. Kate-McKay.com. Check it out. She's got some great stuff there. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues, How to Claim Your Inner Warrior with Kate McKay. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Hey, take a moment with me. I want you to think of your favorite entrepreneur. You know, they wouldn't be anywhere without trusted partners. If your commerce platform is scaring away potential customers, instead of converting them into lifelong fans, you've got to try Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is the commerce platform that's revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. So whether you're a garage entrepreneur or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to start, run, and grow your business without the struggle. They put you in control of every sales channel. So whether you're pushing paper pads or monetizing marketing masterclasses, you're covered. And once you reach your audience, Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout to help you turn them from browsers to buyers. You know, what I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I hear so many raves about Shopify, and it's time for you to sign up if not already done. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and they're truly a global force powering Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across over 170 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. That is a possibility powered by Shopify. They're your no-excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas, and they'll help you open up. So let's do it. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Tony. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Tony to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash Tony, and that's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash T-O-N-Y. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with Tony D'Urso. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Urso.com. Now, back to the Tony D'Urso Show. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is How to Claim Your Inner Warrior with Kate McKay. And just a quick thank you that I sincerely appreciate you listening to my weekly shows with today's elite entrepreneurs. If you like this show, please go to Apple Podcasts, hit that follow button, and drop a cool review. Look up the Tony D'Urso Show and give a kind one. Thanks so much for listening. And now, back to the chat with Kate. All right, Kate, let's get into your vision path. I'm going to talk about your book, but I'm going to break this down a little bit. Now, we're entrepreneurs, we're business owners, and one of the things you talk about is creating healthy relationships with ourselves and others. And I think about that and go, healthy relationship with our own self? I'm going to leave it to you to comment and kind of expound on that. 
Well, really, ultimately, the the path is inward. So you hear this whole, especially during COVID, where it was like this real divisive environment, mask, no mask, vax, not vax, gay, straight. It became a very divisive culture, right? We're pushing against our freedoms being robbed, right? But ultimately, the freedom is within. We have to look within. And I was recently interviewed on NASDAQ, crazy enough, and, and the show um, filmed on Bloomberg and Fox News. And my conversation was in regards to our personal development and our professional development. And if they don't match, if we don't dig into who we are and why we do what we do, our success is only going to be so far, right? We can be super successful in our business, but if our personal development is a two or a three, the law of average is going to bring that number way down. So there, we can't pretend that our personal development and our understanding who we are and how we function in the world isn't excruciatingly important. It has never been more important. Leadership requires a certain level of vulnerability, transparency, and adaptability and understanding different ways that people relate and communicate, particularly with the newer generation. They are different. The younger generation is different, and they are going to be and value the same things we value. Does that mean that we can dig in our heels and just say, hey, this younger generation just doesn't work hard? They don't. They're different. So how do we honor each other? It's an important word. The word honor. How do we self-honor and how do we honor others to let others walk their path but still hold each other? in this higher level of integrity and greatness. I believe that much of my job as a coach is, is to dig deep, to push. I'm paid to push, Tony. My work is a paid to push. So I'm super positive and upbeat. Don't lie to me. <laughs> Don't lie to yourself because I will call you out in, in the best of ways. But if you share your dream with me and you tell me you want something and then all of a sudden I see you kind of playing it small, I will call you out. Because that, I'm called to do that, right? I have an athletic background. I am in the athletic mindset, business mindset. There's a similarity, right? So it's important that I'm I'm courageous enough and I'm able to do that because I know enough about who I am and I understand human condition and I understand that people are deeply wanting to be seen and people honestly want to be called out. They don't want to talk about the weather, Tony. They don't want to talk about the weather. People want to have deeper conversations. So you put me in you put me in front of 5000 people down at Walmart, um, you know, in a, you know, with the CEO of an organization running a, a group mastermind. I'm always the same because I've done my work. I'm Kate McKay. I know how I show up in the world. I know who I am so that people can depend on me and they can trust me to always be the same. That's important quality of leadership. People need to trust. It's the primary emotion. We need to trust in order to grow. And do we trust ourselves? And we can't trust ourselves if we don't know who we are by asking ourselves powerful questions. And that's what a coach does, asks powerful questions. And I'm going to ask one more question on that. You may have answered it and it may have gone over my head, but <laughs> to create that healthy relationship with ourselves, we have to improve our trust. So I'm thinking, well, what can I do to trust myself? Do I trust myself? Do I even... I, I never even looked at that question before. That's a great question. Trust and trust in ourselves. So perhaps mm -hmm. you can give a little bit more information on that. I would love that. So under the high performance habits, three of the high performance habits, and this was a study done by Brennan Bouchard, my mentor coach. And so what he did is he studied, he spent millions of dollars on research, science-backed research on what it is that makes the highest performers, highest performers. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about the head of the PTO or, uh, or of an organization, it doesn't matter. High performers are people who have consistent, fulfilling relationships, work. It's at a high level. So the operative word there is consistent and fulfillment. You know, it's not just about the money. It's a high achiever, high performance. Okay. And there are three qualities, three habits that these high performers had. Number one is they were seeking clarity. They knew who they were. They knew what they defined who they were. And they also knew how they were going to create their interactions with other people. Seeking clarity, number one. Number two is generating energy. They knew how to use their energy physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually every single day. I have very high mastery in energy because I had to, Tony. <laughs> with ADHD, I had to manage this or I would have been in big doo-doo trouble. 
So I have a mastery in energy. That's why people oftentimes say, Kate, how can you be so confident? How can you have so much energy? I know how to master it. I, I reined it in and I understand how I can use it at the highest and best. Second one, as I said, that's generating energy. Energy is the second high performance habit. The third one is necessity. That's good. So we are here to seek necessity. What is the meaning on why we're doing what we're doing? What is the meaning? What is the view and the vision that we want for ourselves? The longing I'm going to go to again. So we have clarity, energy, and necessity. Those are the three personal high-performance habits that we need to dig into. And those are the places where I start with my clients. Just as an aside, the ones, the last three, because there are six, are productivity, mm -hmm, productivity, influence, and courage. And courage means, are you speaking your truth? Are you getting your needs met? Are you living a life of integrity in your relationships? Interestingly enough, this is the, uh, these are the six high-performing habits that define a high performer. This is it. I'm going to focus on those because at first glance, I think I failed on all of them, but, <laughs> but I got to focus on that a little bit more. I'm going to ponder that. And while I'm doing that, one of the things we spoke about earlier that I, I wanted to touch upon is we spoke about grief. Mm. Not trying to be silly, but that makes us sad. Here we are, we're working, we have grief. It makes us sad, sad to work. And another thing that makes us sad is when we have a failure, or, you know, a big client cancels, a big prospect falls through, something unexpectedly happens, perhaps that we don't have control over, failure results, and that brings us sad. And what's profound about what I'm saying is, in your material, you talk about you can take that sadness, failure, grief, etc., and turn it into spiritual and financial growth. I'm all ears, Kate. Please tell me more. Well, the whole concept is really understanding that emotion is our first response, right? And what happens with most men, I'm going to categorize, but generally this is our condition of our society, is that we men cut off their emotional body space. They go right to thinking. But our first response by nature as human beings is a somatic response. It's a body response. So when we feel fear or we feel terror, or we fear, fear sadness or happiness, it's our body that we feel emotion. And then it goes to thought. And then we have our, hopefully our frontal cortex is going to create thought and make and take action from there. But somatic body response is the first thing. So I will, when I'm coaching a, a, a man and we're like, say, for example, we're just chatting about something and all of a sudden I hear a change in his voice and I'll say, Hey, what was that about? What, do you, what was that about? And they're like, what? I'm like, it seemed like there was something that went on there. Can you tell me what that is? And then, you know, what's that emotion? Where are you feeling that is what I'll ask. And they'll be like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, just if you knew, what would you tell me? This is one guy, um, my trunk. And I'm like, okay, your trunk. So is that your heart area, your stomach? You know, I'm just like, go with it. It goes to my heart. And I go, ooh, your heart, you fed it, you felt in your heart. So he, I'm putting his emotion back in his body. This is a young man, mind you, very high and successful man. But if I can get him back to the feeling body, and if we can put words to feeling, we are free, Tony, because we have to name the emotion to be free of it. To think that, I think it's like some very short window that we actually feel emotion, and then it comes into another emotion, right? Emotions are always going through us very rapidly in a day. But if we can be like, oh man, that makes me sad, then you can say those words and acknowledge them. You will not hold them. It's like shame. When we feel shame, when we name shame, it can no longer exist. So it's naming the emotion. And I think that that's where we've fallen down in our society, particularly with men. And I think women have been taking advantage of that. I know that's weird for me to say, but I believe that women have an obligation to support men to speak their truth in ways that honor men. They have a different languaging skills. They're different. Why is, do we as a society expect men to communicate like women? They're not women. Yes, they need to be speak out and speak their truth, but we need to honor them. They need more time to process. They need they have a different words around languaging. This article and this is a book behind me. That's Claim Your Inner Warrior. I the first article I wrote in that I had a column in a newspaper, and this doctor, he's a Russian doctor, he's like, Katie, you need to write an article about men when they lose their wife, they don't do good. 
Women do fine. Men, not so good. Terrible accent, but that's what he was like. I go, okay, I'll write it. So I wrote an article about how men express grief and loss. This is after Will passed away, my son. I cannot tell you how many men came up to me and said, Kate, I felt like you were talking to me. And I said, mm, that's the foundational article of the book, Claim Your Inner Warrior. You can get that on Amazon for any of you viewers and listeners. That is the most important part. We must name the emotion, Tony, and then we can be free of it to make higher and more meaningful decisions. And that includes with our relationship with ourselves, relationship with our spouse, our roles in our community. We need to relate to ourselves emotionally so that we can move mountains and speak our truth and live into our greatness, honestly. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues, How to Claim Your Inner Warrior with Kate McKay. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with Tony D'Urso. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Urso.com. Now, back to The Tony D'Urso Show. All right, we're back on The Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is How to Claim Your Inner Warrior with Kate McKay. And you can check out my Elite Entrepreneur interviews on Apple Podcasts, or you can find and listen to just about every interview I ever recorded at TonyDurso.com slash podcast. And I do mean all seven years of interviews are found on the Master Archives at TonyDurso.com slash podcast. And now, back to the chat with Kate. Kate, I really like that if we name the emotion, if we name what's going on, it helps dissipate it and make it disappear so it's no longer affecting us so much. So I really like that a lot. Mm. So with all that said now, can we get into some daily tips or habits or things that can help us bring out that inner warrior, our courage, our clarity, our focus, our strength, whatever? Let's kind of go into that a little bit. I love that. Great question. So I'm a neuroscientist freak. Because I believe that as a a coach, I have an obligation to be involved in the latest scientific research. Coaching is an outcome-based practice. It's not just hire a life coach and you're just going to shoot the breeze. I'm here to help people measure outcome in their performance, wherever that is. And so one of the habits, we can look at how we set our day. We have two places that change habits, internally and core beliefs externally in our daily habits. And let's take advantage of this amazing thing we have that we hear about all the time. One word, dopamine. It is a magic neurotransmitter that gets dropped into our body highest in the morning. What does that mean? That means we need to take advantage of our creative, productive time in the morning. Things that are hard or more difficult when our dopamine is highest. We can increase our dopamine with exercise. We can increase our dopamine with sunlight in the morning. Okay. Those are two ways we can do it. A little movement and sunlight in our eyes. This is neuroscience based. If anyone hasn't checked out Andrew Huberman, he is incredible neuroscientist out of Stanford that has incredible uh, videos on YouTube and Instagram. He's everywhere. So that's a really important piece is taking advantage of the morning time. Now, for me, because I have ADHD, I need structure around my morning. I look forward to my morning ritual so excitedly. Like you think, Katie, calm down. It's okay. No one's going to take it away from you. But I'm that ritualistic about it. And meditation and prayer is a big part of my life. When I miss it for a day or two, I'm not good, right? And so I notice it. Why am I cranky? Why am I more anxious? So creating morning systems are really, really important. Make them small. Make them bite-sized. And don't beat yourself up over if you don't nail them. But at the same time, hold yourself responsible. 
Pick three and hit them out of the park. It will change your life. This is where I promise you. And uh, a very important piece of that is journaling. I have a new journal coming out called Claim Your Inner Peace. Journaling can change your life. And I highly recommend you do that. Science has shown that it can be as effective as therapy in helping us be clear on who we are and what we do. So journal, 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 the highest performers, 85% of them journal. So many great points you've mentioned here. And the one that I've got to make sure I'm going to do, I'm going to listen to this again and make sure all these points, but getting that sun in the morning on the eyes, just getting that vitamin D, getting, getting it from nature. I mean, it just feels like, yeah, that's very important. And us entrepreneurs on the go, we fail to do that. I'm sure I know I do. You're right. It's just two minutes too, Tony. And the thing is that it really is scientifically proven to increase your dopamine so that you can be more effective and efficient. Like it's real true science. So even if it's just two minutes, get as much of it as you can on your skin, let the sun in your eyes. And actually you reset your brain by walking. So when we're on the screen all the time, we're built to have things move by us to reset our brain. Treadmills aren't going to do that for you. Walking outside resets your vision to be more creative and productive. Real science. I like that. Now let's have a little bit of fun here. We are entrepreneurs. We want to grow our business. We've got some great tips. Let's get into money. Let's get into revenue, financial tips, business strategy tips. We want to break through our limiting beliefs, even the limiting beliefs that we don't think we have, that we really have. This little conundrum there, because I think. People have more limiting beliefs, perhaps, than they think. But when you don't have a mentor or someone to pull you out of that box, how would you even know? So with that in mind, (laughs) let's get into some tips and strategy tips. Absolutely. So I would say starting with looking at what your money story was growing up. Mine was money doesn't grow on trees. I don't know about you, Tony, but that was mine growing up and and growing up in a really big family where we always had enough food, but it wasn't like that there was an abundance. Also, generationally, that abundance mindset. And really, I had to make a shift when I built my goal company. So all of a sudden I had abundant amount and there was a piece of it that I didn't feel like I was worthy of that abundance. So there is a big component of the core belief being unworthy of success, love, abundance, right? So what is that story? And oftentimes that is why I will facilitate powerful conversations in regards to when we're talking about clarity. If you know who you are and you know you want to have bigger impact, if you know money is an exchange that allows you to have greater influence and impact, what are the ways that we can change the languaging around that and being held accountable and doing those things in your day that's efficient and effective, that's money driving. So 60% of your week time should be spent on, and this is statistically another number. I'm not just throwing out statistics. 60% of your time in a week should be focused on money producing activities. 60%. That's a lot. And some people are like, oh, no, no, I do that. Track your day and then text me. <laughs> Let me know how much of your time you really truly are. And being productive, again, is efficiency and effectiveness, but it's doing the things that are the most important. Uh, A chapter in the book, Claim Your Inner Badass, that I have, my bestseller, has a book on radical prioritization and what that means. And really, that 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 requires you to be very clear on what it is you want to do. And then making it very clear to all the people around you that it's your focus. And that is, I would say, the number one challenge, Tony, for a lot of people is that the people around them are the ones that are limiting us. We, we hear this expression all the time. You know, you are the, what you are, the five people around you, right? Common expression. But I like to shift that up and use this. You are representative of the five people you expect to have around you. Not who are around you, who you expect to have around you. You want to play a day game. You want to make a ton of money. You want to have a lot of influence and impact. Who doesn't? Reach out and start surrounding yourself with a game players. There are some people around you right now, anyone who's listening, that you know is bringing you down, that aren't holding you to your highest and best, right? There is. So what kind of conversations do you have to have with that person to clarify your goals and to live into a higher level? You have to figure out what it is you want too. like money isn't everything, but money is good. Money's good. So what are the things that you have to let go of? And then what are the habits? Again, we go back to internally 
the core belief of I am unworthy and it's switching out. I am worthy of abundance internally shifting the belief. And then externally, it's creating the habits and the structure around your life to win because you're here to win. You are here to win. And I'm here to cheer you on if you need me cheering on. Very good point. And I like some of what you said about money. And I'm going to go into that a little bit. We hear it. Money isn't everything. There's more to it than money. However, the reality is it buys food. It helps to feed our family. It helps provide shelter. There's a level of it that's very, very important. And it's tough to live without. That said, I've seen when there's a low, low amount of money, if you can say it that way, or insufficient money, that confidence level really drops. And it almost becomes a little bit of a conundrum. You want to get out there as a good entrepreneur. You want to grow your business. You need the money to grow the business. And that's going to help your confidence. But the money's not there. So you kind of go in a circle. So what am I saying? I'm saying, let's, let's talk about improving our confidence, which then should in tow bring and improve that income. That's great. And there, again, another scientific, uh, very common um, psychological term in the, in the field, which is there is a direct link between your confidence and your competency. So we can't be confident if we're not growing competency in certain areas. So if your goal is to build wealth, what are the steps that you're doing every day to build your competency so that you can be more confident? Because the more confident you are, the more competent you are and vice versa. One of my clients, when we set a growth goal, and maybe anyone who's listening, write this down. There are two things that you can focus on for growth goals. One of them is enrichment goals. What are the things you need to start doing today, right away, that's going to enrich your life so it has more meaning? That's really important. What are the one to three things? The second one is an excellence growth goal. What do you need to start doing today to be excellent, to bring excellence in all that you do? Enrichment and excellence. This is called future casting. We have to vision the future. And guess what? That means we have to learn every day new skills to get there. We can't use what we got, right? We'd be stagnant. We're not in growth if we're not planning for growth. For one of my clients, that was she needs to take calculus. I'm like, okay, calculus. You go, girl. Why? Because it made her think higher on a higher scale of her strategic thinking. One of my other clients is I need to take accounting. I'm like, right on. So what is that for you? And we're just having money conversation, but it could be about anything. This is where I feel that I can add the greatest value is helping people realize that every day is a great day to grow. And we do better, as Brandon Bouchard says, growing together. Growing together. It's way more fun. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues. How to claim your inner warrior with Kate McKay. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with Tony D'Urso. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Urso.com. Now, back to the Tony D'Urso Show. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is How to Claim Your Inner Warrior with Kate McKay. If you like this show so far, remember our sponsor who made it possible, Shopify. They put you in control of every sales channel, and they're used by millions of entrepreneurs of every size. You'll love them too. Find them at shopify.com slash Tony. You'll do that, won't you? Thanks so much. And now, back to the chat with Kate. Every day is a great day to grow. I absolutely love that. And with that, let's kind of summarize. We talked about so many points. We talked about improving our productivity, growing our purpose, growing our revenue, bringing out that inner warrior. Let's kind of put this together, perhaps maybe a good summary of this. There's so many points we've covered. 
Well, you're asking me to summarize me. <laughs> I would just say, honestly, it's you have any viewers and listeners, you have greatness within you. You truly do. And you know it. And it's okay to say it out loud. And what's most important is you find someone that you trust that's going to hold you accountable to your greatness. They're going to call you out. They're going to challenge you. They're going to cheer you on. They're going to pick you up and kick your butt out the door when you need to and when they need to so that you can live into your greatness. We all need that cheerleader. And they're not, you know, it doesn't always come. Your gifts comes you know, sometimes wrapped in sandpaper, right? But you have to understand that you need to lean in. Right now is your time. You need to take it as a personal responsibility. It is an obligation for you to live within your greatness. Right now, we're in a time of transition. We're in a time where a lot of people are not only revolving, they're in the hamster wheel, but they're de-evolving. They're dying, okay? There are people that are going to need support and we need to be those rescuers. We need to be those light bears. So be the light bear. And when I talk about people who are in de-evolution, people who are dying, people who are struggling, do you know somebody in your life that's like that? If you do and someone comes to mind, my call to action for you is call or text that person as soon as this interview is over and let them know you're thinking about them. Simple call or text, a smile can change someone's life. That is the most important thing I want you to hear. And uh, I'm deeply grateful that for this time. I'm deeply grateful that you took your time to listen to this podcast. I'm deeply grateful to you, Tony, for allowing me this opportunity to be here with you and hold sacred space and be change agents into greatness. So thank you. Great points. Thank you for a little uh, recap there. Once again, we talked about how to claim your inner warrior with Kate McKay. And again, she's at kate-mckay.com. Kate, thank you so much for sharing with us today. You packed a punch with a lot of good stuff in a short amount of time. It was great. I'm enthused. I just want to thank you so much. Thank you, Tony. I'm honored to be here. And here's an insider's brief on protecting consumer data in the cloud amidst growing cyber attacks. Now, it's no secret that cyber attacks are on the rise across all industries as malicious actors look to exploit gaps in organizations' security management systems to gain access to critical consumer data. We've all heard it. We've seen it on the news. Now, to share IBM's perspective on these evolving regulations and how enterprises can protect consumer data and maintain trust with resilience, performance, security, and compliance at the forefront, we speak with Brianna Frank, Vice President of Product and Design for IBM Cloud. Hi, Brianna, and welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you to address some of these concerns. And there's so many places I could go. So perhaps let's start at the top with a report. There's a National Cybersecurity Strategy and the U.S. Treasury's Cloud Report. and that IBM has now want to address and, and uh, talk about. So perhaps we could uh, start there and you could tell us more about it. Absolutely. You know, it, it's an interesting space. Um, security and financial transactions in particular have been things that IBM has really been focused on for many years. But it's interesting how geopolitics and sort of the world behavior is really making this more important than ever before. And if you think about our behavior in the pandemic, we started really embracing technology even faster than ever before. We really gravitated to contactless transactions. We really started, you know, embracing um, technology in a faster pace. But also we've seen this influx of AI, which has really started to change the landscape of what's possible and the kind of insights that you can get from technology. So we've had all this innovation where our behavior is changing. However, there are you know, risks, there are security um, threats and that we have to, to stay cautious of. And the um, US Treasury's cloud report in particular cited a risk around concentration, concentration risk, which means when you have all of your applications or all of your workloads in one spot or one place, there does that does prevent present a, a threat, and you know the, something that we've believed in for a long time at IBM is that distributing your workloads in a hybrid multi-cloud fashion 
is actually the best way for, for many reasons, security being just one, but for efficiency, for latency, for all kinds of different reasons. But it really reflects, you know, our, you know, belief of hybrid multi-cloud having those workflows distributed in many different places really reflects what we're hearing from this treasury report. Um, and, you know, in, in general, we are working really closely with the financial industry as a whole. So we have a council of 80 banks that we consult as well as regulators, and we're using the collective intelligence of all of these, you know, thought leaders in the space to build security and controls into our cloud. Okay. And I'm getting this, um, from the entrepreneur business person point of view, okay, I've got a company, I use the cloud. Does that mean, what's my takeaway? Do I, do I get more clouds or a little bit on each or, or clone myself? I know these are silly questions, but it's like, how, how, can I, how can I do something to protect against this? I think that's a great question. You know, what we're after is to make security built into everything we can we do. So it really takes the guesswork out of security. And so we have, you know, features that we build that actually have a dashboard that allow you to see every application that you build, where it's located. And it can tell you if you have, you know, mystic configuration or if there's 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 a security patch that you've missed or if you're not compliant. And, you know, our job is to make entrepreneurs like you and others easier. So it takes the guesswork out of security and all that security is built in. But we're also guiding folks in how to, you know, reduce any sort of, you know, risks. Brianna, I want to believe that I can be secure in the cloud. And it's almost like an oxymoron. Like, do you really think you can be secure in the cloud? So let me just ask it straight up. Can we ever, is, does it exist, a total secure a security in the cloud? I believe it does exist. And, you know, there's lots of different ways that we, you know, can secure data in the cloud. One of the things that I always, you know, talk about is this concept. It's, it's one feature, but I think it really encapsulates the philosophy that we have at IBM, which is this feature called keep your own key. And keys are secrets or passwords. It's how you access privileged information. And we allow our users to keep their own keys. We don't, we can't access them ourselves. And even if we're subpoenaed, we can't actually hand those, that information over because we can't access it ourselves. And I think that's very differentiated. Most, you know, um, cloud providers do not, do not take that hard of a stance, but that really provides a, a very clear barrier. And it really, I think, articulates, you know, how strongly we believe that we should protect our, our clients' data. Brianna, can you better define cyber resiliency for us and how the cloud may factor into that? Absolutely. So, you know, you think about cyber resiliency, it, you've got to start with cybersecurity. So cybersecurity is really how an organization protects its information and assets, you know, for an outside threat or a cyber attack. But cyber resiliency is how you might prevail if a cyber attack were to occur. And, you know, there's lots of things that we, you know, do in, in IBM to make sure that we have that operational resilience. But one of which is this concept of a hybrid multi-cloud approach by distributing your applications in, in many different places. It provides a level of resiliency that allows you to prevail in, in case there was an attack. Okay, let me get this in my brain, so to speak, and think with this. Perhaps maybe give us some best practices on how to secure our data across these multiple cloud environments? Absolutely. You know, I think that uh, the, the, first, um, the first thing that I would do is make sure that you're building on a secure platform. And, you know, with, with IBM, we've built the IBM Cloud for Financial Services in particular with industry experts, with all of those security and controls built in. So we've really taken the guesswork out. So hopefully you can build and have that level of peace of mind that it, we, you have a higher level of security and compliance baked in. Um, but then also when you're, when you're designing your IT strategy as an entrepreneur, you want to make sure that you're not just building every, you know, all of your, you don't want to put all of your applications in your on-prem data center, for example, or one cloud. You want to make sure that you're distributing that and then you have a great cyber resiliency plan. Where do you think this is all going? What do you foresee as the future of cybersecurity? I think the future is going to be such an exciting place, especially as we're seeing AI 
um, you know, really start to solve some interesting problems. But with AI, there's a lot of data that's being produced and created, and that data has to be processed. And I I definitely think that the future is going to be quantum. And quantum is an area that, you know, IBM has really led in for many years, and it's a, um, it's a, a big investment area for us. There's so many really interesting use cases that quantum can unlock. However, there are some threats. Um, and so having quantum safe cryptography is really important. And that's something that IBM provides. And really staying ahead of the technology is, I think, the, the where the future is. You have to be one step ahead of where the, where the industry is going. Now, you may have answered this next question, but I want to ask it from, you know, the simple business person mentality of that if that even exists is are we and perhaps you've discussed it with quantum i'm not sure yet can we just is is ai of there yet now today where we could just have ai just take care of this for us put us on multiple places watch and check for leaks and back doors and all this security are we at the level where we could just you know get a plug in or something or buy some software or program that would just take care of it it's probably not as as quick as a plug-in, but I think it's very close and I think it's getting there. And I think that that's the future is, you know, where are you going to place your workload based on, you know, security compliance, maybe even based on energy levels and um, your carbon footprints. Maybe you want to figure out where you want to put your workload based on how much energy you, uh, you're using or even the energy prices in that particular location. So I think there's all kinds of like really interesting um, automation that is we're on the verge of unlocking. And I think it's it's here today, but it'll be way easier very soon. Great. Brianna, where can our consumers go for more information? Absolutely. IBM.com slash cloud. That was easy. IBM cloud, IBM.com slash cloud. Brianna, thanks so much for coming on the show and telling us about how to protect ourselves from cyber attacks. I think it's it's on everybody's mind. So I really appreciate you taking the time to tell us about it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took her vision to reality. We talked about how to claim your inner warrior with Kate McKay. I loved it. This was great. I soaked it all up. We talked about, well, how to create healthy relationships with yourself and others. We talked about trust and turning failure and grief into personal, spiritual, financial growth. She gave us daily habits and tips to help us focus and grow our courage, our clarity. We talked about mental, physical, and other strategies to like really grow our business. We went over financial tips, business strategy tips, how to live with greater confidence. So many points. So let me ask you, What did we discuss that resonated with you? I'd love to know. All right, guys, use this and let's help you move on your journey to success. Thanks and remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds. Do good deeds. And join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Tony D'Urso Show with Tony D'Urso. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go enjoy the weekend.